Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. There's the good, the great, and then there's this group, the immortals. Immortal, defined as a person who is remembered or celebrated through all of time, or a person of enduring fame. That's what it means. Since the breakaway from rugby union and the beginning of our game in 1908, there have only been 13 players named. 13 in the tens of thousands that have played at the top level, just the 13. It's only the elite, and we should continue to respect that tradition. Not everyone that qualifies should be included. The more players we do include, the real risk we run is diluting the very meaning of the group. None of us have memories that go back to 1908, but the game's memory does. We need to call on that. We need history to direct us. So, what is The Immortals? Established in 1981 by the now-defunct Rugby League Week magazine, the voting panel was three men, Frank Hyde, Harry Barth and Tom Goodman, who agreed they would only select players who they had seen and not just heard about. So a group of four was named. The originals, Clive Churchill, Bob Fulton, Reg Gasnier and Johnny Raper. Eighteen years later, 1999, it was announced a fifth member would be introduced to the group – But when those chosen to select or vote on the concept couldn't come to an agreement, two players were announced, Graham Langlands and Wally Lewis. Four years later, 2003, saw the addition of Arthur Beetson as the seventh. Andrew Johns was inducted in 2012. 2017, with the closure of Rugby League Week, the NRL took over the concept. They moved quickly to prioritise or commercialise the Immortals and they added a further five players shortly after. So in August 2018, Dave Brown, Frank Burge, Mal Meninga, Dally Messenger and Norm Proven were named. This was seen as significant as it was the first time that the pre-World War II champions could be considered for this recognition as it had previously been an award restricted to post-1945 players. The addition of Brown, Burge and Messenger was long overdue. What is the eligibility criteria? We'll get onto that in episode two. For now, for balance, let's go through not only what these guys did, but more importantly, when they did it. 
See, recency bias can cloud many when we look at who's next. But shouldn't we celebrate those from 1908 or 1952 just as strongly and as passionately as we do those in the current day? If you're a regular listener or know me well, you'll know I'm not comfortable offering my opinion or forcing my opinion, I guess. I may have been around a while, but I prefer just to present the facts and let you make up your minds. You guys all know the game well. You know what you're talking about. So in chronological order, not numerical order, here are our immortals. I'll introduce the player and his induction year. What follows are his premierships, either from the NRL, New South Wales Rugby League or Brisbane Rugby League, his first-class games and years played or career span, then just a short bio. So let's start with Clive Churchill, inducted 1981, five premierships, 317 games between 1947 and 1959. The Little Master changed the game on and off the field. Cardinal and Myrtle through and through and part of South's golden era in the 1950s. 37 games for New South Wales, a seven-time Australian captain, a New South Wales country, New South Wales and Australian Team of the Century member. Later coached the Bunnies and as Bob McCarthy told me in our Legends series interview with him, Clive saw in the 1960s what coaches took another 30 years to see. He played his back rowers on the edge. Bob Fulton, inducted 1981. Three titles and 428 games between 1965 and 1978. Born in Warrington in the UK, but as Aussie as they come. In the 60s and the 70s, was named in both teams of the decade. A competitive spirit and level of professionalism never seen before. Bozo was only slightly built, but he had every skill imaginable and blinding speed. It was like the game was designed with him in mind. As a player, as a coach, he did it all. Hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever You can listen to any episode at any time. It'll make sense. Time to download the entire Library of Legends. Reg Gaznia, inducted 1981, seven premierships, 269 first-class games, 231 tries between 1959 and 1967. Retired at just 28 years of age due to injury on a cold night in France near the end of the 67-68 Kangaroo Tour, he remains Australia's youngest captain and was a three-time Kangaroo, but it was his time in the Red V during the 60s that stands out, a significant part of that all-conquering side that recorded 11 straight premierships between 1956 and 1966. John Raper, inducted 1981, eight premiership wins, 337 games between 1957 and 1969. I'm not sure there's been better than the Chook. That's the line repeated by teammates and opponents of his era. Arguably the finest tackle technique the game has seen, especially as a cover defender when the role of the lock forward was very different to what it is in the modern game. 
It's been suggested his finest hour was in one of those 39 test matches. This test was 1963 against England, where the Aussies tore holes in the opposition, running in 12 tries, and the Chook, well, he had a direct hand in nine of them. Graham Langlands, inducted 1999. Four titles, 425 first-class games between 1963 and 1976, and a certainty to be a mortal number five after he was overlooked back in 1981, controversially too many thought. Forget the stories of the ill-fated 1975 grand final. Changa did it all and did a lot of it with dual responsibility as a captain coach at both club level with the Dragons and also with the Kangaroos. In his preferred position at fullback or at centre, Langland saw and did what others could only dream of. Wally Lewis, 1999, three premierships, 441 games between 1978 and 1992. There's only one king, polarising, certainly. If you lived north of the border, you loved him. Anywhere south of the Tweed, you didn't. But anyone that knows anything about our great game, even begrudgingly agrees, he fits right in here. Dominated state of origin like no one before him, and as important in origin history as any player. Arthur Beetson, immortal number seven, inducted in 2003. Three premierships, 438 games over a career that spanned from 1964 to 1980. Constructive, destructive. On the field, that is. Big Arthur, he was both. Played his junior footy as a centre or 5'8", and that's where his amazing skills were born, even though in first-class footy, we only remember him as a forward. A giant of a man, strong too, and fearless, scared of no one. It was in 1973 Arthur celebrated what many suggest was his most important accolade, the first Aboriginal to captain his country in any sport. Yep, an honour that is far greater than any tackle or try. A proud man and proud of his heritage, Arthur's brilliance on the field was matched by his influence off it. A game changer, certainly. Andrew Johns, 2012 induction. Two titles, 307 first-class games between 1993 and 2007. The most controversial inductee, perhaps... After Andrew's induction, the parameters of a mortal were changed. It was determined that candidates were judged on their playing abilities alone and nothing else. Two premierships with the Knights and state of origin moments of brilliance that would shame just about anyone. A career with significant and devastating injuries. As good as he was, we may not have ever seen his best. Dave Brown, inducted 2018, four titles, 274 games, 196 tries, 1,600 points between 1930 and 1941. At the time on cricket fields across the country, Sir Donald was doing his thing. Brown was known as the Bradman of League. Such were his talents and point-scoring records. 38 tries in the 1935 season for Eastern Suburbs and 385 points across the season. 
records that still stand today. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Frank Burge, 2018. No premierships, but records. Where do we start? 242 first-class games for 256 tries. Yep, 242 games on an average of more than one try per game. For a lock forward, that is, between 1911 and 1927. A first grader at just 16 years of age, he scored eight tries in one game for Glebe against University in 1920. Post-career, he forged a reputation as an astute coach with the Dragons, Roosters, Jets, Bulldogs, Magpies and Bears. Will go down as the greatest not to have won a premiership. Mel Meninga, inducted 2018, five titles, 517 first-class games for a whopping 3,255 points over 16 seasons between 1979-1994. The only man to have toured as a kangaroo on four occasions. Starting with South Brisbane in 1979 as a teen, he was a success from day one a player that made others around him better and a guy that led. As successful as his playing career was, his coaching career in the Origin Arena separated him, the man behind the streak. Danny Messenger, 2018. Three titles, 163 first-class games for 1,238 points between 1908 and 1913. Herbert Daly Messenger was the one. The game's first champion and a huge reason we're even talking rugby league. For without his signature, we may all still be watching the 15-a-side game. Tiny, about 172 centimetres and 76 kilos, he played a huge role in the Roosters' premiership trilogy between 1911 and 1913. And finally, the great Norm Proven, a 2018 inductee. Ten titles. Yep, ten of them. And in three of those games, he was man of the match. And in five of them, he was captain coach. 351 first-class games between 1951 and 1965. The most successful man to play rugby league. No debate. These stats don't lie. Respected rugby league journalist of the time, Ian Heads, wrote, Proven was born to lead. His honesty, ambition, will to win, courage, dignity, modesty, 
Pride in achievement, loyalty and fair play fitted him perfectly for the task. The Norm Proven I met several times later in life was all of that off the field and more. A gentleman. So, there's the 13 Immortals and here's a snapshot of the eras they dominated. Pre-World War I, Messenger and also Burge who played into the late 20s. The 30s were Dave Brown and the 40s, Clive Churchill. All genuinely generational players. Okay, the term generational player, it's often confused. It's defined as either the best player of a generation or a player so good they're only seen once in a generation. It basically means one per generation, no matter how we argue it. We'll remember that a little later in the series. The following can't be termed generational players because they played, yeah, same generation. All immortals, though, no doubt. I'm talking Proven, Raper, Gaznia, Langlands, Beetson and Fulton. Late 70s to early 80s, it was Wally Lewis and Mal Meninga. Then the final, almost recent era, that of Andrew Johns. So can we rule out any more additions to the Immortals from the late 50s into the 60s? We've already got six representatives from that time. Surely we can't add another. Or can we? There are gaps in the pre-World War II years. So tough because we're judging on stories and limited highlights or notes. But respecting the past is just as important as celebrating the present. So as of July 2023, this is where we're at. There's 13 Immortals. The discussion for who's next and when will no doubt begin soon. On episode two of Immortals Week, we'll go through the criteria and begin on the contenders because there's plenty. I hope you've enjoyed this special episode, part one of a three-part series deep diving into the most elite group in rugby league, the Immortals. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.